Previously on Doyce. Serafina and friends found the two children kidnapped from Phandalin and taken into the catacombs of Icespire Hold by the Stone Cold Reavers. But now they must do battle with the worst Reaver of them all. Barla was born halfway across the world in Jacinta, a place that only cares about someone if they can throw a spear and ride a pole. A little Barla was pretty good at the first, piss poor at the second. Made him mighty enthusiastic about joining up with the first troop that took him out of the world of philosophers and war kings. Problem there was that a little band he joined was hired to march north up to Thay. If you hadn't heard of Jacinta, I'd forgive you, but surely you heard of Thay. Red wizards, most of them a little dead and hoping to make everyone else fully dead. Birthplace of liches, they say, but they're known far better for how poor they treat their captives. Now, Barlow had the unfortunate luck to experience firsthand for nearly a ten-year of his formative years that kind of cruelty. Got to learn quite a bit about cruelty and what them's in power do to keep it. Safe to say, that day he was lucky enough to escape. Barlow made sure to take what he learned as far away from them red wizards as he could. Became a sword for hire. Fought Mulhorande priests, purple dragon knights, Najaran serpents, and finally the orcs in the War of the Silver Marches. He done did so well on that last one, in fact, that he was offered a bag of gold once it was over to hunt down one of the mercenaries that had deserted. Turned out, that deserter had a better offer for him. Membership in a little company that was starting that would fit his disposition perfectly. You know, the Stone Cold Reapers. Long story short, Barlow's been bloodying folk all over the Forgotten Realms. He's one of them folk that takes a certain pride in the pain and hurt he inflicts on others. Worst kind of person, if you ask me. Which made him perfect material for the Stone Cold Reavers. Not someone you'd like to cross swords with, but then, I don't gotta tell you that. Guess what, we're back. My name's David. We're playing Doyce. It stands for Dragon of Ice Spire Peak. I don't know if I say that enough. Uh, I'm David. I'm running this. I already said that. But I'm joined with one player. What's their name? My name is Marisa. Which character are you doing, Marisa? Uh, Seraphina Tea Leaf. That is me. I'm Tea Leaf, baby. <laughs> Absolutely. What's the briefest reminder of what happened last time that you can think of? Well... My best friend and Verna came back, and this me and Verna and Shanjan together defeated one of the Stone Cold Reavers with Snook, of course. And then Serafina decided to continue to search for the children before she gets to the dragon. But of course, she also made sure to find Dragon's Horde stumbled upon it one might say and yeah. then she continued to explore the castle until she came back and downstairs she runs into bum, 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 this guy ba- barlow she runs into barlow answers me so that that's about what happened elspar's uh the other guy like the wizard guy is off in the corner here he was kind of passed out or sleeping. Yeah, he's not overly aggressive, it seems, at the moment. But he does 
maybe he goes like a over kind of like looks over your shoulder, which I guess is very easy. He's literally double your size as you're a halfling. She's like, Elspar, wake the hell up. We got company. And he kind of jolts awake, but he's still on the ground. At this point, she would kind of just like be on guard, you know, like kind of like <clears throat> shoots a look to Shan, Jan, and Inverna and, and just kind of is like, I guess it was bound to happen sooner or later. Barlow, where are the Fandolin children? They don't belong to you. Elspar, stay there or I <laughs> cut you. And then she like pulls out like her dagger and just kind of like points it over and says, don't get up. There's no harm here to come to either one of you. I'm just looking for the children. And looks over to the side of the wall. And there's like this little like rope that's hanging from the ceiling. And I think Barlow just takes a step back and just like, um, he kind of just unsheathed the sword very uh, nonchalantly. It's like a big sword, you know. And he's just smiling with all of his like crooked missing teeth. And just like, uh, you're making promises you can't keep. I don't know what you're trying to get at, but them kids are mine unless you <laughs> have a few hundred gold for me. And I, I will say, so he takes a step back and you maybe see behind him, you see even further back, a big mausoleum, like a coffin kind of thing. Uh, uh, not a mausoleum, a sarcophagus, right? Like a huge kind of like coffin like a big stone heavy thing over it, you know, um, very similar to that where you met Xanth, I guess <laughs> there's yeah. a bunch of sarcophagi in there as well, but kind of Pip you see behind him. We all remember Pip Stonehill is kind of behind him. He's not like tied up or anything, but he's just, I guess maybe he's uh let's say he's like right in front of this sarcophagus, but Barlow's kind of walking backwards toward them. Or at least toward Pip, I should say. But you, then, you can at least see one of the two children. Right. The, the main part of that. And then and Elspar is kind of struggling to get up right now. He's he's a he's a bigger man, and he's also very injured. Yeah, and I think she's still pointed her her dagger at Elspar, and she's like, you know, keeps giving him this like no nod with her her eyebrows raised and saying, you know, not nodding no, and she's like, I told you, I told you, stay down. I don't want to hurt anyone. And she, you know, doesn't say it like not yells, but just kind of like speaks up towards to where uh, Pip is. And she's like, Pip, Pip, are you okay? Did he hurt you? Did he hurt Nilsa? Has any harm come to either one of you? I'm here. I'm here to save you. Yeah, he kind of backs up. So he's like right by Pip at this point. And Elspar is now standing up or he's now, you know, he's standing fully. And he says, um, oh, Miss Serafina, I think you're misjudging the situation. This is our home turf. Well, I need no weapons, for I have sorcery as my main ally, <laughs> I guess, is what he says. And he kind of holds his hand out, hands out like a palms out toward you, you know, with his fingers curling over as if he could cast a spell at any moment. And he's like, uh, we... We've been trying to get this dragon horde for quite a while, and well, with Shira's help, we'll get it soon. We'll get this dragon horde very quickly, but until then, 
A little ransom couldn't hurt anybody, right? Seems a, an accomplished adventurer, as you claim to be, should have some gold on you. Yes? Raises an eyebrow. And Barlow's, uh, you know, has his back against kind of Pip now, like almost like he's protecting him, like in a weird way. Mm-hmm. And Barlow's just like, yeah, hey, Pip Squeak, these kids are mine now. I would appreciate any money you got, but they're on my side. Kind of just smiles with his missing teeth grin, you know. Hmm. And Pip just kind of looks terrified. He, like, it's hard to read his emotion. So then Serafina kind of like slowly walks towards where Barlow is and says, what if I told you that I could give you something better than a hundred pieces? He's like, oh, you, you got 200, 300. And then she reaches back to Inverna and holds out her hand and says, Inverna, Inverna, bring me the flamethrower. And she kind of raises like uh, her eyes open wider and she's like, are you sure about that, Feeney? And then she says, well, I'd like to believe that it was Timora that sent me this so that I could help Pip. And then she's like, she basically just says, this is, this is what we have to do. This is what we'll do. She offers it up to him. I found this along my travels and I believe that you just load up the wooden balls and then catch them on fire. And I've seen one of these in the war. They're made by gnomes, which means we know that it's quality craftsmanship. They can go up to a hundred feet in the air. You would be able to shoot any of your enemies at any time in return for the children and a mutual agreement that you stay out of Fandolin. I feel you're probably doing a, if you if you make this 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 will shorten this whole thing very very interestingly I like it. I'm looking at your skills now, so you're not lying, right? This is the actual truth. Yeah, she's gonna give it to him in return for the kids and no um, no coming back. Yeah, so there's no like trick trick that's going on. No. So I think you're doing a persuasion check. Mm-hmm. That sounds that sounds right to me. So go ahead and make that roll. Let's see. Yeah, I think you're good at that too. That's one of your special ones, or the ones you're trained in, at least. <sighs> you rolled a one, which is the worst you can do, usually. But and you're a halfling. You have the halfling luck, so you can roll that again if you want. You also have the option of taking taking the one, <laughs> if you want. If you want that too, I'm you good. only do this one per session. Oh, that's so crazy. This You did that at the end of last session. You rolled a one and then uh, what is this? An eight both times <laughs> like you're that's so uh, wild. If you can see in the chat, like your rolls before. Uh-huh. Very wild. Anyway. So you rolled a, a 14 total your new roll. I think Barlow just laughs at that. You hand it to him, I think. Right. You said uh-huh. he kind of just laughs like, <laughs> I don't care about this gnome trinkets. Uh, my sword can do better than those half pints any day. 
and he kind of just throws it in the ground like and he's like oh it's frozen anyway and just he just puts it like throws at his feet or just not throws it but drops at his feet you know but behind you kind of Elspar takes a step forward and maybe only you can hear this but maybe under his breath I guess he's just like oh a gnomish flamethrower that sounds hmm. on the the open market that could be oh hmm I think you have his attention but Barlow is not caring about it and Barlow just kind of maybe over his shoulder just like nods to Pip you know and just like, yeah, you see, they're these tiny people, these kind, they're very tricky. You uh, don't want to let them lie to you. It takes a, he kind of points at his forehead. Like you got to be pretty, uh, pretty smart when you're dealing with these, these kind of wily people. And then maybe, maybe you could probably see, uh, I'll say if, if you're pretty close, you can see Nils over here too. Mm-hmm. And I think, in to contrast, Pip's like, oh, okay, just like nodding slowly. And Nilsa's just kind of, she has like a snarl on her face, like disgusting. And Barlow has his, has his sword out. And maybe he points at you and he's like, all right, good try. But if you take one step closer without handing me the money that I'm due, well, I guess you'll pay me in blood, huh? She would say at that point, you know, just kind of like look up at him and say, all right, well, if you don't want it, that's fine. Probably best not to leave it in your hands anyway. And then looks over at Pip and Nilsson says, you know, you can trust me. I've been there for you and saved your town several times. Um, I'm going to get you out of this. And she like, you know, looks in their eyes and like promises and then she reaches into her pocket and pulls out the gold flecks that she was saving for Shanjan and Inverna. Mm, from the, yeah, from the bell. So then she um, hands it up to him and says, if you take this and give me the children, I can tell you where there's more. You have to promise me on your life that you'll never come back into Fandolin and um, torture and terrorize these townsfolk ever again. And you're saying this to Barlow, right? Yes. I think he takes that and pockets it. I'm going to give you another persuasion roll if you want. I will tell you you're not really persuading Barlow. But you can make another one. I'm not? No, there might be someone else here that you're persuading more than Barlow. Awesome. Okay. Uh, I was looking to see if you get over 20 and you did. So yeah, I think Barlow just takes that and pockets it and does this like crooked grin again. I'm just like, (laughs) that's a good down payment. I guess I'll keep my wards until you do the rest and kind of Elspark comes up behind you. He's not very quiet anyway, so it's not like you were surprised by this, but Elspar kind of comes up behind you and says, uh, and he's still like bloody and bleeding and stuff. And he's like, uh, mm, uh, and you said more where that came from. And, and I think Barlow's just like, shut up. That's a, we're not talking to you. 
Shira's upstairs somewhere, so I'm the leader at this point. And Elspar just puts his hand up just to as if he's like ignoring him, you know, just blocking him out. Just like, uh, go, go ahead. Go ahead, my friend. To you. And she turns around very quickly, kind of like almost startled, but. Um, yeah, these two are like on opposite sides of you. They're like very uh, intimidatingly flanking you at this point. Yeah. And I think she would literally just be like, um, the deal was not for you, else Bar. And then she says, the deal was between me and Barlow for the children. If you want to find the gold flux, you can go find them on your own. And then she goes back to Barlow and says, Pip, Nilsa, this way, this way, come with me. We, it's time to go. We need to get you back to safety. Mm, okay. I think Nilsa maybe tries to go past him and he just uh, pushes her down. Nilsa just mm. pushes her away and it's like, get out of here, brat. The adults are talking. I think Elspar just, as you, when you said that, like, oh, you're not part of this, he kind of looks very de- dejected. And he kind of just backs away. And he's like, uh, all right, looks like we're at an impasse. Why don't you go get uh, whatever money you can get? Give it to me. And I mean, maybe we'll see about letting these brats out of here. Yeah, like just just to make it very clear, like it doesn't seem like the money is really uh, the motivating factor for him in particular. Can you roll an insight as well? That should be one of your skills, I believe. Mm hmm. Oh, pretty good. That's pretty good. Yeah, I think you can actually tell with that with that role that he's just like an asshole. You maybe you uh, actually you tell me like what about him tells you this after this after I tell you what you find out. But yeah, you can kind of tell I, he's probably lying about this whole thing. If you if you give him like a million gold pieces, he's just going to keep these kids and try to corrupt them or like hurt them he's just like kind of awful like he just wants to hurt people and he wants opportunities to hurt people Hmm. uh maybe yeah so uh, you're probably about to answer this but just just in case uh what what do you like what memory or how do you think you pick that up that he's just like oh he's he's just a sadist he's not gonna make this deal he never intended to make this deal um, maybe it's that point where the insight she gets she gets the insight and she looks and she notices that he's wearing like a really thick leather belt mm-hmm. with um, like really sharp spikes on it. Mm. And the two the belt is uh, behind him. She notices that there's like a big um, metal like iron chain. And the chains are like falling down to the floor. And then she follows the chains and sees that um, there's one, there's two chains and one of them is tied around Pip's ankle with like a metal, like an iron, you know, clasp around his ankle. And then one is around her ankle. And both of them have like the same spikes that his like belt does, has. That's terrifying. Yeah, absolutely. So, yeah, he's like attached to these kids. Like, there's no way to get them out. 
Or unless you like, you know, get rid of, make him get rid of this belt is what you're saying, right? Right. Yeah, that's horrifying. I love it. Like what, what an awful person. So yeah, what do you do? So then I think at this point. Oh, and actually, sorry to interrupt you, but I think almost even more terrifying than that. It seems like Pip is like kind of nodding his head like, yeah. Yeah, Barlow. Awesome. You're the coolest guy. Hmm. So then maybe at that point, uh, Serafina looks back at Invernon Shanjan and she sort of motions with her eyes to look at the belt that's around him. Mm -hmm. And then says, um, well, it doesn't seem like you want to play fair, Barlow. So I guess there's nothing I can do but to take these children away from you. And then kind of does that smiling and he's like I'd like to see that I'd like to see you try and she's like oh you think that I'm intimidated by you I think that you're making a mistake not being intimidated by me and then she maybe grabs her rapier Mm -hmm. and um takes a step forward and, and tries to like slash the leather belt off of his hip. Oh, fascinating. Yeah. So I guess we're going into combat then. Um, well, I mean, everyone was prepared for this, but I feel like, uh, you've made a good argument that you're kind of surprising him in this situation. Right. So do you remember how to roll initiative? So if you click on your token, um, it the um, roll init should be one of the options as like the button at the top. Oh, rolling it. Sorry. I just saw it. Oh, no, you're fine. You're going to get to do this this thing first anyway, because you kind of are surprising everybody. But for future rounds. Oh, my gosh. <laughs> you also won that anyway. Uh, okay, let me order these. Yeah. All right. So, yeah, go ahead and move your little token up one. And then are you trying to... I mean, you can attack him if you want, or... Interesting. You're trying to kind of almost disarm him, I guess, right? Okay. So I think he's protecting that belt. So it's just going to be like a regular kind of attack. And you're going to have to do a certain number of hit points before you can get to his belt. It's basically what they're telling me. So, I mean, yeah, you definitely get this free attack because you kind of struck first, you know? So you can go ahead and attack him if you'd like. So you had your rapier out as well, right? Yeah, so I have my rapier out, and I um, I'm gonna go straight forward with the you know the tip, and she just like slices downward because she's just trying to get just the belt off. 
Yeah. So do I get the pit, hit the rapier? Yeah. Do you remember how to do that? If you click on your token, yeah, there you go. Nailed it. 15. Um, who? Interesting. Uh, he actually is able to, yeah, maybe block your your blow, your, your swing, I guess. You only get one attack to do, don't you? I think. Yeah, crazy. Uh, so you only get one attack, but luckily enough, that was your surprise round, like your free attack. And you also rolled the best initiative. So you get to go, you can immediately try that again if you'd like. Okay, I'll try it one more time. I, he hits he hits my blade away, and then she grabs it with her left hand, and she um, tries to slice the belt from the opposite side. Yeah, and because he's... So the way the rules work, too, you're going to have to like hit him a bunch of times before you can get out of this belt but to get through his defenses. But yeah, let's see how it goes. Oh no, a 12. That's even worse. I will say you, you can attack with your dagger too, like as a like a offhand thing. You know, you're using your rapier in one hand and your offhand is you can dagger him as well. I think I have that programmed in as a button as well, right? Yeah, dagger bonus action. Okay. That's even harder to hit, but I mean, you still get the, the option. <laughs> Am I still going? Yeah. So it, like I said, if you want to try to do the dagger, you can try to do the dagger as well. Otherwise you're done your turn, I believe. Right. Uh, I mean, I guess I can try the dagger. Is it the dagger bonus action? Yeah, that's the one. Okay. No, 15. You're, you're trying to get 17 or more. You're, you're very close. Uh, so unfortunately, yeah, he blocks all of those, I think. And then Shanjan's next. Um, do you want to be in charge of Shanjan? Um, yeah, I guess. I will say um, maybe as, as you know, swords are drawn and, you know, swung at each other, Elspard back over here is just like, oh, now hold on. What? No need for violence. We... We were about to come to an understanding, I believe. There's some money somewhere and some gold leaf. Oh, no need to be aggressive now. He's kind of just babbling about, let's not fight, I think. But yeah, Shanjan gets to go next. I think Shanjan kind of walks away and, and, and says to Elspar, step aside, senior gentleman. <laughs> I am a pacifist, but unfortunately, when given, uh, when Barlow turned down Serafina's offer, um, now we must resort to uh, what Timora calls a unfortunate fortune. And then he runs over to Barlow and maybe I guess. Um, oh well, do you see the do you see the map here? Yes. Yeah. 
Yeah, it's going to be hard for him to get to Barlow unless he does. a. Oh, he can. He has the spell like the fire spell, right? That he can go. That shouldn't be a problem for him, actually. What was that sacred flame? Sacred flame. So how many can he move? One, two? Yeah, he can go, um, I think, six total. So he's fine. One, two, three, four. There you go. Uh, and then he uses sacred flame and like um, aims it right at the uh, at the chains behind him. Ooh, interesting. Well, let's see. So he gets a saving throw. Oh my gosh, he exactly makes it. He needed a 15, he got it. Did I, was I supposed to hit hit the sacred flame thing or you just hit the authority? No, because it's like a spell that he gets a chance to dodge. Um, only if he failed his dodge roll, which he just got. He needed a 15, he got it exactly. Barlow, that is. Wait, you did Barlow? Sure did, yeah. I thought I was supposed to hit Sacred Flame. No, you don't have to, unless you actually hit, but you didn't. He was able to dodge out of the way. Oh. Yeah. So I think... um. Elspar back over here. It's his turn now. And I guess everyone ran by him except for Inverna. So he's he's loud. I mean, he's talking to everybody, but he's theoretically aiming at Inverna mostly. He's like, I don't understand the problem here. We, uh, that, he does a stage whisper, you know, like, that Barlow is an insane person. I, I wouldn't even try to negotiate with him. Although me, I'm much more reasonable, and if you know if you know how to get to that dragon's horde, well, I don't see why I couldn't help you. These children, I mean, surely I can talk to Barlow if we make some sort of arrangement. No need to spill. Looks down at his bloodstained shirt. More blood over this, and he's just kind of babbling for his entire turn. And then it's uh, Inverna's turn. Do you want to control her too? No, you can do it. Okay. Yeah. What do you think she would do? I guess. Uh, hmm. As far as she's she's concerned, she's ignoring this kind of coward behind her, and maybe she just like uh, raises an eyebrow. And she's like, "Yeah, sure, Spud," and then takes out her her bow and arrow and aims at Barlow. Wow, everyone's doing poorly. Oh, but does she get two attacks? I think she actually does. Yeah, everyone's like just past the threshold where they get multiple attacks now. Yeah, she does. Okay. Wow. Oh my gosh. Uh, so she shoots like a few arrows like whizzing kind of past you. But, you know, all three of you have trained well enough that you can, you're able, like, it's not a problem for you, but Barlow also kind of 
expertly dodges these, or maybe one bounces off of his. Uh, I guess he's probably wearing a uh, like furs and cold cold weather kind of stuff too. So maybe one just goes into his fur, but you can tell that it didn't actually get into his stuff at all, his actual body. And now it's his turn. He he rolled the the poorest one of of everybody, but. He's kind of he kind of just does the biggest smile he's done so far. And he's been smiling creepily this entire, you know, encounter or this exchange, I guess. And he's like, yeah, finally, I get to uh, do what I do best. And he's swinging his sword at you. All right, so you have a pretty good armor class as well. So he does hit you once, though, which is for nine damage. Okay. I'll take that off for you. Thanks. So, yeah, you kind of uh, have a, a sword fight go on for a little bit, like a you know a couple seconds, and uh, he does actually get you. Where does he get you, do you think? It does nine damage, so not like a fatal blow at all. But Maybe he just, like, um, cuts, like, my shoulder or something yeah he like just barely gets you yeah like but you just, block off the rest of them or fend yeah, off the rest or whatever yeah i like block it with my arm and it, he gets like just like just a scratch on my shoulder i think from behind you elspar's like barlo no please don't damage her she's we can still negotiate and then it's your turn but it seems like negotiations have broken down uh, from everyone except Elspar's perspective. Yeah, I don't really know if I want to try to negotiate with him or not because, like, how do I know that Barlow is going to get rid of the kids? Exactly, yeah. So then maybe um, Serafina. Okay, hold on a second. Mm-hmm. Yeah, and I like this idea of cutting the belt, but just to um, I might cut this out of the the actual thing, but to um, pull the curtain back a little bit. If you get him to half hit points, that's going to cut his belt. Like you can, uh, that's enough of his defenses down. But he also has like a pretty good armor class. Like you keep not being able to hit him. Although, how poorly are you rolling? Okay. I want to use Vicious Mockery. Ooh, fascinating. Yeah, that's one of your uh, spells, right? Mm-hmm. I think... Uh, let's see. I'm going to put it over here. So a creature can see that can hear you within range. You unleash a string of insults laced with subtle enchantments at a creature within range. If the target can hear you, yeah, they can. It must succeed on a wisdom saving throw or take 1d4 psychic damage and then have disadvantage on their next roll. That's pretty good. So not only do they do a little bit of damage, like 1d4 isn't a lot, but um, if they fail the save, then they'll, the next attack that he makes will be even harder for him. Smart. I like it. So I think it would be interesting if um, Serafina 
looks at him and and says, uh, "Oh, and he failed the save, so it's definitely affecting him." And then she she says, "Look at you, Barlow, thinking that you're some sort of big warrior that captures children, innocent children that even I could throw over my shoulder, and you think you're so tough and big, and now you'll never know where the dragon's horde is." because I'll never tell you. And then as she's saying that, like maybe it's um, the subtle enchantment is like, you're not good enough. You're weak. You're scared. You're no better than little children. You can't even capture a full grown human. Yeah. I love it. That's really nice. So yeah, go ahead and roll a 1d4 damage too. What? Just 1d4? Mm-hmm. Nice. Maximum damage. Oh, my gosh. I did 74. <laughs> um, and he failed to save, so he took um, the 1d4 damage, which he rolled maximum, and then the next roll, the next rolls he makes are at disadvantage. So it's yeah. going to be harder for him to hit. So that's good, because he's questioning his own being. That's nice. Uh, did, you didn't want to move or anything, did you? Yeah, I'm going to move out of um, Shanjan's way. So he, he'll get a free attack on you, but so are you okay with that? Mm, no, I don't really want him to have a free attack on me. I guess actually if you move out of his thing, he'll get an attack either way. But he does have a disadvantage on it, so he's he's less likely to hit you. All right, I guess. Maybe Just also- depends on where you want to go. I don't know. Just trying to give you options. So there's where I'm at, and then Shanjan's going to approach him. Okay. All right, let me see if he actually hits you or not. Oh, my gosh. So he takes the worst of these two rolls, which were both good. So he does actually hit you. Great. He hits me. Yeah, for seven. That's not still worth it. So you're over here, and all your friends have a better option here. So, yeah, it's up to Shanjan now. I think uh, Shanjan will move closer and and this just kind of like continue the insults and just be like, who does that? Who steals children? Poor, innocent little children. A shame that you have to hurt somebody the way you've been hurt. You want these children to be like you? They'll never be like you. And then he hits them again with the sacred flame. Oh, yeah. Let's see if he does it. Oh, nine. I don't think that works for him. Oh my god, 12 damage. That's actually outrageous. That's is that maybe the best he could do? That might be like a maximum. Oh my god. That yeah, that's the max that's maximum damage on that. That's incredible. Yeah, so he kind of erupts in this, you know, just a second or two of the silver flame kind of burns him up. You can kind of smell it. Now it's Elspar's turn again. He really wants gold, his main motivation. He does not like getting hurt. Is he just going to leave? I feel like if anything, he might try to run away. Yeah. And find the gold himself. Yeah. Yeah, I think that's true. He kind of just sneaks away. All right. Then it's like, oh, they're all distracted. So um, I I can find the gold by myself and keep it all Mm. to myself. Yeah. Um. Then it's, then it's over to Inverna, and you said I should take control of her. I think if that's the case, she's going to just uh, try to arrow him. 
Oh, incredible. She got a critical hit there on one of her two attacks. Barlow's having a rough time. Let's think about this. You take, okay. Yeah. He's, he's a, yeah. Where, what critical area do you think she, like, he's not dead, but what critical area do you think Inverna hits with one of these arrows or hits Barlow, you know, with her arrow? I think maybe like right in the, um, like not in the heart, but like in that area, uh, above, like on the peck, like near the, near the peck and like the, yeah, like, like not in his actual heart, but just like in his actual muscle, um, near like his armpit almost. Oh yeah. I hate that. He kind of yells out in pain, man. He was cornered here too. I don't know what motivation he's trying to do either. He's like, that's going to be the last time you pull the string on that bow. And then it's his turn. Um, I guess he's got to attack you. You're the only one within you know, range of him still. Sheer armor class is incredible. Yeah, he, he misses you, but I mean, there's a, a little sword fight. And may, oh, maybe because of this new wound, like this maybe arrow still sticking out of his shoulder. He's kind of swinging the sword like two handed, like over his, his head, you know, mm-hmm. and you're just. At least for now, it's very easy to just step aside and he's like not even getting close. He's almost getting like tired out. And maybe he kind of notices this and just kind of grits his teeth and just like, all right, little pipsqueaks, time to get out of here. He kind of starts going over here. Ooh, and he's kind of blocked in. I don't think he can get past Shanjan. He's starting to try and push him away, but Shanjan's, he's not the best soldier, but he is a soldier and he's not letting him through. And sort of Nilsa and Pip are kind of drug, dragged behind him on these chain, like chain planks, I guess. Mm-hmm. And now it's back to you. Okay, so I think at this point she, seeing that he's trying to run away and like out of here, I think she's going to come over and... Yeah, I guess these chain links are exposed. I wouldn't mind if if you want to just attack them directly. Yeah, that's kind of what I was thinking, but I, was, I wasn't I was sure either because of, um, you know, to know where we were at. So yeah. how about as he's walking the other way and the kids are being dragged along, she goes over and um, sets her foot squarely down on the two chains Mm -hmm. and, and like just holds him right there and then takes her, I guess rapier and brings it down really swiftly, like on the chains itself and tries to like cut through them or break them. Oh, okay. Interesting. That's not too bad. So yeah, Give it a give it a shot. You don't have to roll um, an attack, but I mean, I guess just roll the attack and but you are going to automatically hit roll the rapier. Yeah, and this, this will just tell us the uh, damage. So it's it, this is like a piercing weapon, so it doesn't do great against chains, but. Let's see. Oh, OK. Yeah. Tens what you need it. So you sever one of these um, chain things. Who is freed, Nilsa or Pip? Let's free Pip because I'm more worried about him right now. Yep, fair. So Nilsa's still attached. If unless you have a bonus action, I guess you're done, right? Yeah. You, oh, you can inspire somebody as a bonus action. I, I, I always forget to remind you that. I'm gonna inspire Shanjan. Yeah, that's fair. 
So he can use a, an additional D8 if he needs to. Okay. And it's actually his turn. So what's he up to? I think at this point, um, seeing that the one of the chains has been broken, he looks at it and I think he wants to take his staff and um, like punch him in the stomach with it. Mm, yeah, attack him with the staff. Yeah. Yeah, I will say um, it, he's probably going to be able to break through this, uh, you know, bulwark that Shanjan has set up. Although, if I mean, if you knock him out now, that'll put an end to that. And he does look very beat up. Like you, uh, Serafina in particular, has like stabbed him a few times. Shanjan did that fire to him. He's got that arrow sticking out of his thing, so he's not doing great. Ooh, a six, although he's inspired. So let me roll this additional. I think it's a D8 because you're pretty high level. Two. Oh my gosh. Yeah, eight still doesn't do it. So six plus eight is, or six plus two is eight. So yeah, he actually still missed him. So maybe he hits him, but it just goes into his armor. Or his armor absorbs it. It's a better way to say that. Do you want him to move at all or? Is he good there? Um, maybe just move back so that Inverna can come in closer. Mm, yes, yeah, she can start using her sword instead of her bow. Mm-hmm. Not a bad idea. Yeah, now it's her turn. Um, so let's see, the implication was for her to like rush in. Yeah. Yeah, okay, she'll do that then. Oh, maybe she just like leaves her, her bow back and takes out her sword. Oh my god. Bruno, what are you doing? Okay, yeah, she does actually end up hitting him. Um, yeah, he's he is not doing well at all. He gets like uh or you can describe this, he gets stabbed again. He's not dead, but she she gets him it gets him good. So maybe she runs up to him. Mm-hmm. Yep, she says, you know, I used to hate orcs, and now it's starting to be my new favorite thing to hate is the stone cold reaver. Amazing. I love that. And then she just like stabs him in the arm or the gut or something, right? Yeah, I think she would like maybe she seems like the type of person that would like stab him like right in the gut. Yeah, okay. So I think at that point, he's like bleeding from several areas, got that arrow sticking out of his shoulder blade, you know, or not shoulder blade, but like, I don't know, his shoulder tendons or something even more disgusting. Mm-hmm. And he's like, all right, all right. He's got his sword in his hand still, but he's kind of put his hands up. I mean, one's gripping a sword. So how is this a surrender? Who knows? Uh, you might have to do another insight perhaps, but he's like, all right, sure. You can have these children. That's fine. He kind of spits spits out like this gob of blood, like on the stone floor of this thing. He's like, I get it. All right. That coward left me. Uh, you really want these children? Totally fine. Don't care. Uh, not worth it to me. Truce, all right? Truce. We had their fun. We good? We good? He looks at you, looks at Inverna. We good? And then 
I think uh, Feeney would say, not until you and not until you break the chains off Nilsa, and then we'll all just slowly back away until you leave. And he kind of looks down at his belt and he's like, "All right, sounds good to me. As long as you let me out of here." And then, so I think Serafina would probably take a step back away from him mm-hmm. towards Nilsa, like run. I think she'd probably run towards Nilsa and like grab Pip by the hand so that the three of them can all be together. Yeah, and then he, if he let him, I guess maybe Inverna is like, has her sword out, you know, watching him very closely, and he kind of slowly undoes these chains from his belt and drops them down, or the the one remaining chain, I guess. He's like, all right, we're square, right? We're all square? No problems? And Not doing anything weird, right? Serafina says, don't show your face in Vandalin again, or you know who protects these children. Hey, don't worry about it. And then she, um, she backs away and, and says, I'm really sorry, Mr. Barlow. I wish it didn't have to be this way, but maybe under his breath, like, yeah, you and me both. And she said, but deal's a deal. You got your gold flex. Now go. Yeah. And I think maybe Inverna like raises an eyebrow to you like, Oh, are you okay with this? And if you, like maybe you two nod to each other and she kind of backs away and Shanjan does as well. He kind of goes over here and then he kind of, he kind of stops walking and looks over to the side of the wall. And there's like this little like rope that's hanging from the ceiling. Like, I guess like maybe like a chain, like a small chain, you know, unlike the chains he kept these children under. Yeah. Like the, the way is totally free and clear to him, but he looks up at this chain. Let's like going into the ceiling, like maybe a whole, from the ceiling you know looks down at his wounds and stuff and just like yeah it's kind of talking off into the distance like he's staring up at the, the stairs that he can very easily just walk up and be free but he's kind of waiting here and just like yeah you know uh getting kind of up there in age don't know if this uh these brand new wounds you ladies he looks at Shanjan. You ladies gave to me are going to heal properly. Might be the end of, well, my uh, mercenary days, I guess. These gold scraps are really going to do much for me either. But, you know, I've always wanted to see someone get eaten by a dragon. And he kind of grabs this chain and just pulls it as hard as he can. And you hear this, uh, like, ringing, this bell ringing. Like, kind of go echo through the entire castle pulls up and does it again and kind of inferna yeah she probably just stabs him <laughs> like he, maybe just like like in the leg or something so he kind of falls down to one knee and he's just like smiling with the teeth left you probably knocking out knocked a few more out you know like what do you do i think um knowing what's happening i think especially now that inverna's like dealt him like one one more blow she kind of runs over and she says, um, and she said, well, she'll say, with any of Tymora's luck, Barlow, that person getting eaten by the dragon will be you. And then she like looks down and then she like spits like on the floor next to him and then um, says, you know, points to his face and says, you, you deserve it more than we do. And then she like runs past him and grabs and yells for the children to run. 
that's awesome. You kind of leave him down there and he's kind of just, you hear him laughing in the kind of in the behind you, like I, like you were saying. And then just all, all of that is tuned out by this. It sounds like an earthquake at first. You kind of just stop when you're halfway up these stairs and you just feel it like burning cold, like on your rib cage of this, uh, these dragon scars. And you just hear like a unearthly, awful roar. Pretty rough for Barlow. <laughs> it was good burn. Thanks for joining us for this episode of This American Dice Presents D&D Dragon of Icefire Peak. Your cast was Marisa as Serafina Tilly and David as the Dungeon Master. You heard Austin as the narrator. Music for this episode was An Ocean Wide by Sebastian Forsland and Happy Victory by Heatley Bros and Volcano by Lobo Loco. If you could please rate, review, and subscribe to This American Dice at your favorite podcatcher, it would really help us out. Austin will read every five-star review as your favorite Southern Belle. Get it? <laughs> Join us next week for another episode of This American Dice. And make sure to listen to these because I never read them before I do them. <laughs> <laughs>